Risks and life go naturally together. It's an inevitable part of life and it's as natural as ham and pineapple pizza, gin and tonics and cheese and pickle sandwiches. And that's no different when you enter the world of business and you start working for yourself and become self-employed. Think of those risks as part of your route to self-employment. Make sure you're aware of the opportunities that are in front of you and the challenges and actions you need to take to reduce those stumbling blocks and make the most of those rewards. Now, being self-employed is fundamentally different from working for somebody else. It's not better, not worse, but it's fundamentally different. In this podcast, I will guide you through some of the main issues that you are likely to face. I'm going to discuss how to best prepare for them, knowing and dealing with those risks gives us a clear path to success. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, my name's Mahmood, I am the podcast host of I Hate Numbers and my mission in life is to simplify the world of finance and numbers for business owners, help them make more time, help them save tax, make more profits and improve what goes on between their ears. Let's crack on with the podcast. Now if we consider self-employment versus employment, you may be wondering what the difference is between those two. Well, when you become your own boss, you'll find that the distinction between your own work time and personal time becomes blurred. Your business decisions will have an impact on your personal life and in effect, you'll be on call 24 hours a day. I speak from good experience, having launched my own businesses from my own back bedroom 26 years ago. So all the things that I'm going to refer to in this podcast are drawn from my own personal experience, as well as my clients' experiences and the people that I help in the world of business. Now, of course, there are many benefits to going alone. You're more in control of your destiny. You take credit for your successes and you step forward for any failures. And ultimately, you reap the financial rewards of your success. Having said that, there are several risks you need to be aware of and consider as you embark on your business journey. Now, self-employment is a great way to be your own boss and have the flexibility of working when you want. However, it's important to understand that being self-employed is more than just having control over your schedule. You will take on many different responsibilities for your business to succeed. And here are some of the nine things you need to consider when you are in that world of self-employment uncertainty. Now, sometimes you will not be clear as to what lies ahead for you. On many occasions, you may not even know if you've got a project that's going to take place after the current one is finished. You have little time to look around for new assignments or sales. So you need to consider the next opportunity, put money aside, make financial savings for those quiet times when you need to be marketing, working on your business, selling to keep that cash flow coming in. Risk number two, being money-minded. You may have to go a few months without having any earnings at all as you build up and you develop your business. You may find that you need to take on a part-time job to keep up with your living expenses. In the early years of my business, I had three or four part-time jobs and my main priority was to make sure I didn't go back to a proper job and work for somebody else, but also to keep the wheels of the cash flow machine turning so I could continue that independent existence. 
a normal rule of thumb is it takes businesses at least two to three years before they establish roots and start generating some degree of value. Thirdly, there will be no employee benefits when you work for yourself. Effectively, in visual terms, you are your own boss, but you won't have the benefit of holiday entitlement, sick pay and company benefits such as a pension scheme. If you're ill, if you want to take time off from work, there won't be any financial cover for you because you will be primarily responsible for making your own living. You may wish to consider taking out an insurance policy to take into account those times when you're unable to work, but certainly putting money to one side, you need to make sure you cater for those quiet times. A fourth risk is what finance people call working capital. Now, working capital, I'll draw a parallel with running a vehicle. If you imagine you have a car, your car represents your business. However, that car is not much good to you unless you can put petrol in the tank to keep it moving. The same concept applies to your business. You need funds to take care of the day-to-day business activities. Many people who run their own businesses, who set up, underestimate how much money is needed to run the business, even if you're simply running out of home with a laptop at your kitchen table. It's important that you figure out how much money your business will require. Not just the setup costs, not just the cost of buying a PC, kissing out your home office or your office away from home, but the cost of remaining in business. For example, what will your ongoing overheads be? The cost of your subscriptions, your website fees, your insurance, and money to pay yourself. It's important to remember that many businesses take a year or two to get fully going. Customers get to know who you are. You will make inevitable mistakes in the early stages. I can speak from bitter experience of having made those mistakes, but I'm going to take a leaf out of Einstein's book. There were 1,000 attempts until he came up with the final version of the light bulb. And when asked by a journalist what he felt about those 1,000 mistakes, he said they were just 1,000 steps to get to the end conclusion. Another risk that is very prevalent amongst businesses, and that's not just at the beginning of your business cycle, is failing to price your services correctly. Many people who start their business journeys overestimate the number of clients they will be able to work with and undervalue the skills and services they provide. They don't consider all the costs of running a business. They don't consider their own value that they're bringing to a customer. So it's not unusual to be undervaluing what you're charging to your customers. Now, as a short pause here, folks, if you want some help calculating some numbers, working out a start point or an end point for your services that you're charging or your products, then hop over to my website and there's an area on the website for business calculators where you'll be able to play to your heart's content, a simple slider, punch a few numbers in there and by the powers of magic, figures will appear in front of you. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to look at. Now, we've covered pretty much five key risks here. Let's go on to number six, and that's over-dependence on a single customer. When businesses start, when you embark on your own self-employed journey, your first client is likely to be the company that you used to work for. Now, at first, that looks fantastic. You know the company, you know the individuals, they know you, and before you know it, you've got a steady stream of work coming from that one single organisation. And then that realisation will strike and you realize you're at their mercy. Now, whenever you have one customer, whether that is a former company you used to work for, that's so big that losing them would make the difference between success or failure, then watch out. Having a large number of smaller clients is a much safer option, and you can spread the risk accordingly. 
Let's go on to risk number seven, poor financial controls and planning. Yes, use critical, not just to keep the tax man and the authorities happy with good financial and business records. You need to review your revenue and expenses each month. You need to know what you're spending, what you're spending it on, where the money is coming from, and you will need to make key decisions in your business about profitability, where the costs can be challenged, and you need good, clear records, as well as some financial oversight. Risk number eight, failure to clearly understand your market, your customers, and your customers' buying habits. One of the key risks of self-employment is not answering some basic fundamental questions. Questions such as, who are your customers? Are they companies? If so, what industry? What size? How big are they? Where are they located? Are your customers individuals? Are you selling B2C? And if they are individuals, what can you tell me about those customers? What gender? What age? What type of issues? What type of challenges? What type of pain points do they have that you can clearly identify and help? And try to encapsulate that in a short number of sentences. If you cannot explain who your customers are, what your customers' pain points are, what the transformation that you're looking to provide, then you have a problem, Houston. Lastly, ineffective sales and marketing. Now, setting yourself up in business, getting a fancy website, getting some business cards, all great stuff, but they're not enough to get potential customers beating a path to your door. You need to learn the basics of sales and marketing, and you need to make sure you track the success of each technique that you use. The ones that don't work, the ones that don't bring you into conversation with those prospects, the ones that don't eventually get you conversions, are the ones that you need to think carefully as to whether you should be expending your time and energy on them. Okay, folks, so let's just round up what we said on this podcast. We've got a number of risks. Being aware of what lies ahead, being aware of what those business risks are, is not to put you off self-employment, but to actually make sure that you can actually cater for them and plan for them. Planning is a natural and a fantastic way to reflect all these risks in. If you want to get some more resources, check out some more tools, all free of charge, then hop over to the website, check out previous episodes of the podcast. And folks, if you've liked this podcast, if you got some value from it, give me some feedback, show me some love, but love it if you could subscribe, share it with your friends and family. I know I'm asking a lot there. And if you've got any comments or feedback, or perhaps you've got some ideas for a future podcast episode, a topic you like covered, then drop me a line, check out the show notes. Until then, folks, have a fantastic week ahead. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode.